Welcome to the Culture Cocktail Hour. I'm your host, Alisa Bowens. This week, I'm so excited. We're introducing a new segment to daytime radio. It's a talk sip, folks. Joining me today on the talk sip, Allison Perfetto, Rivera, and Eva Bermudez Zimmerman, and Tanisha Bundy, all women in Connecticut who are not afraid to express their views. Oh, yes. No, it's not gossip. It's the talk sip. Each week, we'll be taking... Talking current events, politics, and important issues facing us on both the local and national level. So as the old saying goes, it's five o'clock somewhere, folks. Sit back, relax as we serve you up a tasty mix of talk radio. You are listening to the Culture Cocktail. Yes. And welcome. It's another beautiful Thursday here in the Elm City. And I am um, I'm joined by... My guest, and we have uh, a special guest who is actually uh, joining us uh, via Harford. Uh, so we'd like to say uh, hello to uh, Eva. Eva, you're out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to take this off, right? Yep, there we go. Okay, we're going to pass that over there. We're going to patch you in really quick. So it's another Thursday, and... Um, it's uh, birthday week. Birthday week is is fun. Oh yeah, turning the big something something. <laughs> um, but thank you. But you know, it's fun to just celebrate another uh, year breathing. So I'm just basically just excited to be here uh, with all of you. Um, but I have a wonderful uh panel of co-hosts today joining me on the talk sip and uh, i like to kind of like go around and just uh introduce everyone up we have let's see eva bermudez hi eva who is joining us hello there how are you good how are you eva is uh the democratic state central committee secretary and lead organizer at uh csea seiu local 2000 uh, one, but she's going to explain all of that because I know I'm just um, calling out acronyms, but uh, she's plays a major uh, role uh, in this state. Um, she is a former uh, Newtown legislative counselor and state representative candidate for the 106th district uh, during the 2016 election. Um, she's also been awarded the Latina C- Citizen of the Year by the Connecticut General Assembly for her outstanding activism, navigating 5,000 Connecticut residents to health insurance through the Access Health Marketplace. You go, girl. Signing up more than uh, 1,400 Connecticut families on health care plans. Wow. She's also an education reform advocate fueled uh, by her participation as a plaintiff in a landmark civil rights case, uh, Chef versus O'Neill. So uh, Eva has been working uh, on behalf of, of us folks here in Connecticut. So we are d- delighted to have you uh, on the show. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, and you know what we're we're going to get to in a second, but we we are also um, joined by my childhood friend, Allison Perfetto Rivera, um, and uh, just a good friend. We, I remember when we used to play together in Bethany. That was my play. Yeah, we, since we were three. Oh my gosh, we were twenty three, so we've known each other for about twenty three <laughs> years now. <laughs> but Allison uh, is a very humble and self motivated and dedicated, caring wife and mom entrepreneur. Yes, she is, and she tries to balance her home and family life along with her business. Uh, she and her husband have successfully accomplished through many years of hard work. I just remember their different business. Um, 
you know, ventures that they're in, contracting, car washes. Uh, but I think uh, the, her great pleasure is her family, her two kids that I absolutely um, admire and love and adore. Um, but she's uh, just basically, she's, she's done uh, great things for the city of New Haven, helping people, animals, and organizations, um, and just people, you know, needs along uh, the way. So we are delighted to have Allison here with us. Yes. And last but not least, we have, uh, she's no stranger to the culture cocktail. Tanisha Bundy is uh, in house with us. And Tanisha, uh, last week, uh, just let us know how her uh, styling to the stars, her consulting styling to the stars has just really brought her from, um, you know, this the great city of New Haven styling folks from the outside in, inside out. So we had a great show last week where she lets you know where, you know, her her style, her story, and how she encompassed really just making people feel really good, not only um, internally, but externally. So, um, and we, like I said, we had a, we had great talks uh, last week just about, about self-motivation. So that's why we uh, definitely have you back because we want to hear uh, your views. And you are a, a family person. And so you're absolute family person. And also she like said, she's a social worker. So she's in it right in the struggle with, you know, making sure that folks in this area are, you know, healthy, you know, emotionally. So get the minds right, get the body style, then you are good to go. So, and I am your host, uh, Elisa Bowens Mercado. And uh, so welcome, welcome to the talk sip. So I'm excited to have my girls uh, in studio and Eva joining me from Hartford. So we're going to, uh, today we're talking what's going on in the country. You know, we're gonna be talking politics. We're talking uh, foreign affairs. We're gonna be talking you know, family, we're talking just a bunch of stuff. So Eva, we're going to, we're going to go right to this and I'm going to pose the question to the entire okay. panel. Okay. Um, and the question is going to be, where do you see uh, this country heading um, as of about a month ago? <coughs> where do you, where do you see it heading? Where, what are some of your concerns of what's happening in the administration in um, in this country right now? I think it's scary times. I think that we have to refocus, reorganize, and figure out ways to get creative and and stand up for our rights, um, especially progressive and democratic rights. Um, it's uh, like you mentioned in the intro, I am with the Democratic Party, so I'm not going to be shy when it comes to representing um, right. our Democratic reality here in Connecticut. Right. And here in Connecticut, we've been very, very fortunate that we think about social issues in a collaborative. And when it comes to having legislators who represent us, they do it very well. And this is the first year I'm absolutely frightened that maybe Connecticut is not the old Connecticut and we might be on the way forward to being Wisconsin or North Carolina. Mm. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen, mm -hmm. but it's a wake up call. A complete wake up call. Um, it, ladies, you want to join in the conversation? Yeah. And like you said, we, we, and that's why we love the fact that we have folks who are going to stand up for something in this state, because, um, like you said, be it so party lines crossing, not crossing, we all should really be in this, uh, together as, um, as people, as a country, 
Um, but the the country is absolutely divided right now, as I see it, and that's just my um, opinion. I mean, and you're you're in Hartford, you are on, you know, you're on those levels of you see actually what is going on. I mean, in a very intimate way. So I think you get a bigger picture. You know, we just watch what we see on, you know, social media, on, you know, news networks, you know, I know CNN, I I say it all the time, CNN, (laughs) but that's, that's the truth. So um, ladies, let's chime in. Where do you see America going and your, your, your thoughts of, of this? Um. I guess I can, you know, kind of repeat what I was unapologetically, <laughs> I guess, excused from my views. Um, I'm a Democrat as well. And so um, from last week to this week, it seems, again, just the amount of exposure that this corruption is at. I'm, I'm past... Um, Concern. I'm mm-hmm. a little nervous now. Okay. Um, we're I, talking immigration. We're talking yes. cabinet I've, choices. The things that are allowed right now, um, it makes me nervous. Um, I'm to the point, I'm a strong person, and I'm like, you know, well, what happens, happens. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, I feel like we don't have any control. Right. Um, but it, makes me sleep less at night okay i i don't know if i'm losing you or anything but it just makes me sleep less mm-hmm. now last week we were talking about the bings from our ipads see it you know see it and it's like what's right. going on now now it's just like oh god no, no. what what do what we have having to, what are we doing next like what do we have to prepare for right how are things going to be handled from our a community aspect and nationwide Wide and grassroots yeah and exactly and allison i'm going to bring you in in one second but eva and she brought up something very important just as as people in this community and is in this state are there things that we can do can you please just answer that question or there is there's someone out there that is concerned um and some people don't have concerns some people think this is running well some people think this is just the best thing that has ever happened to this country but can you assure people um that there there's things that can be done Absolutely. So for all the listeners out there, um, there's multiple organizations in the state of Connecticut that not are just affiliated with uh, the Democratic Party Mm -hmm. or um, with the Working Families Party, which is another party here in Connecticut that's very active, especially in social issues. But there's nonprofits out there that are very concerned. If you go to any nonprofit that has to do with women's rights, um, they're definitely doing demonstrations. The Women's March was a good example of that, of uh, different sectors of Connecticut and nonprofits coming together um, for just representing women. If you also go to different um, immigration organizations, they're also mm-hmm. very active. Uh, Junta in New Haven is very active. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hispanic Health Council in, in Hartford is very active. Um, CERT, mm. uh, which is also for immigration here in Connecticut, is very active. And the different do justice leagues that came out of uh, Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. trying to be be more aware with um, uh, civil rights with minorities are also very active in this reality of our, the Trump reality, making sure that our rights aren't trampled on. So for mm-hmm. listeners out there, if you want a simple connection to how to get involved and and what to do next, the first step could be uh, 
participating in the Democratic Party in your town, so the different DTC, Democratic Town Committee, okay. or look for the different nonprofits <coughs> that are around. And as long as they're connected to uh, progressive issues, they are mm. most likely uh, part of a rally, an action, or an effort to make sure that your rights aren't trampled on. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Allison, like I said, we're opening this up and we just need to have, like I said, open dialogue. So now, do you think that this country is running smoothly? Are you happy with the administration? Are you happy with things that you have seen? I definitely don't think it's running smoothly yet, but I don't have the fears like I feel through you that you are so nervous and your opinion mm-hmm. of or even waking up at night, I'm sorry that you have those fears and, and anxiety, but I don't feel, I don't mm-hmm. feel that. So do you, so do you think that, you know, let's, let's just, we'll go back. So we have like the immigration, we have education, we have Obamacare, like the repeal. Um, what, what are your thoughts about how the country is divided right now? Because it's it's not healthy either. I mean, like I said, Republican, Democrat, when you look at when you look and turn on your TV or you scroll through your social media, it's not good. It, it's it either way. It's just not good. We've never seen this before. So I think that's why everybody's a little afraid. So what do you so do you see harm in what you know, what's going on? People are divided. It seems they're divided, but I can't really grasp why there is so much fear because I don't see what their fear is from where he's trying to just, um, you know, things that were already in place that he's emphasized, like, you know, the Border Patrol, for example. You know, this was something where ICE was coming in over the years before he ever stepped in to even, you know, be nominated so I don't understand why people are blaming him for that when he's just emphasizing that they're going to be enforcing more things that were already in place. That's right. Now, um, ladies, do you want any comments or? I definitely have a comment. I okay. think you have to, um, and that was Allison who was just uh, expressing herself. That yes. was Allison. Yes. That was Allison. Okay. So Allison, I, I would say if you have a simple converse, conversation with any family, um, that immigrated here legally and most likely might have a friend or some a loved one who currently doesn't have citizenship, um, the answer might be one of fear. And that fear is rooted from the fact that the implementation that Trump, our, our current president, is, um, I guess, the, the use of excessive force with his power and saying that you're not allowed to come into this country from a certain list of countries is... A uh, slippery slope on who's going to be allowed here and who's not going to be allowed here, and basically singling out people possibly by religion, and that's not the America that we mm-hmm. that immigrants people who came here trying to um, leave oppression, poverty, and escaping from those kind of realities. They came here for opportunity, and that's not the the theme that our current president is showing that immigration group. It's right now, I would say the theme that he's showing them is one of oppression, one of uh, being singled out and not unity. So I think that's mm. where the fear of certain people might be coming out, coming out of. And we have to be cognizant of that. Right. But, do you do you do you see that there there's there is fear because especially like in the, the elect campaign mode, 
you know, it was build walls, build walls, build walls. It just, it, it wasn't a good look. It just, it was, it was just borderline um, for, for a lot of folks, for, for the country. It was just, it was downright just rude. And so, but like you said, what, what do you, so, okay. So immigration, we send everybody back to where they came no, from. But I don't I, think he's saying that. I think what he's saying, and it's not religion. It's always been a travel ban from certain mm-hmm. countries. If they happen to be dominant in a certain religion, he never expressed, you know, because you're a Catholic or Christian or Islam or Jew that you can't come here. It's the countries that where there's intel that we don't know about, there can be, um, you know, ISIS groups that we don't hear all of the uh, stories. Like, you know, my husband's in law enforcement and mm-hmm. he can't tell me everything. So there's right. things going on right in our own city, mm-hmm. in our state that we just don't know. So I trust the way I feel. I trust him or his, you know, the government to be making the decisions that if there needs to be a travel ban from wherever it's from, I don't see it as a religious, racial, you know, I have, uh, my family came here, they were all immigrants. So, you know, however they did it, I feel everyone should try to, to copy the right way to come in legally and follow our laws. I don't see it as a, you know, as an extreme way to keep out a certain group of you well, know, minority. Right. Well, I think that the the if, if no, go on, go on, Eva. That that if we're looking at specifically the different countries that might jeopardize the safety of our our communities and our country, then why not extend that ban to different countries like Saudi Arabia, one of the countries that was actually culpable in the nine eleven attacks? That's not mm-hmm. the reality with the listing that he gave in the in the ban that's currently um, that that's currently in effect or not in effect if you consider the Supreme Court's uh, decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna say you trust the president because he's our current president um, and look at the, the position that he's taken, which is a very strong one on immigration, then why not ask them to do it in a fair and just way? I don't see that as a citizen. I think it's um, a little bit of fear-mongering and disappointing to try to single out certain countries that have no culpability when it comes to tax or safety in our communities. Here's my here's my um, mm-hmm. issue with what he's doing. I'm looking at the bigger picture. This His actions may cause more terrorism. His yeah. actions may <clears throat> cause more violence um, towards Americans. We like to travel. We like to travel all over the world. Right. Abroad, I'm yeah. thinking about... Okay, if he's putting these orders in and Americans are traveling, how many of them will be kidnapped? I mean, this is just how I think we'll yeah. be kidnapped. Held. It's like, right. They don't want us there. We don't want you here. Right. And 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 mm-hmm. again, this is America. This is a melting pot. This was the land of the free opportunity and opportunity. Now people are coming over by any means necessary because they want what we are selling them and we're selling them freedom. Mm -hmm. We're selling them opportunity. Mm -hmm. We're selling them dreams. Um, And it's unfortunate because what's going on in their country, if this is their escape from whatever's going on in their country to come here and just live and be human and have the opportunity, the equal opportunity that America boasts and brags about. Mm-hmm. How dare you put a ban on certain countries, on certain cultures or ethnicities. Groups. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he's a bully. Um, but 
and you know again, what, you what concerns you know me what, even more? Last, you know what? And it's funny because from last week, you it, you kind we had these conversations, but you were you said you know what? This is America. This let's give him a try. Let's give we'll him a give ch- him a try. But <laughs> he's proven himself that he's unable. This leadership we are under is more. It, it, it's almost like I'm picturing him as a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm unapologetic for my thoughts and my mm-hmm. views about this because it is what it is. I'm an African American woman. Let me go back. I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. So if he's doing this and he's, I'm still stuck with let's make America great again. What era? Because right. you and I know there was an era where we weren't even counted. No. So it makes yeah. me nervous. So now you're starting with the obvious. We're going to build a wall. We're going to put travel bans on. Okay. Now we're going to the next era. Or are you going to bring back slavery? slavery. Yeah. This is why, and there are some cultures and there are some ethnicities who don't have to worry about things no, they like that. They've never been put in that position. Right. So now it's, it's just not feeling right. I have to say this. It's not feeling right because if he's starting with them. Yeah. We're, who's next? Who's next? What's next? Right. You know, now, and, Allison, and, and is and that it, valid like for, well, that's for conversation? Well, feels like, you know, no one can change that. But I mean, of course, we're not going to go back to slavery. Everyone's. We don't a, know. How do you know that? Now we we're, don't know. We're now all Americans. The, I mean, we're all whether you're black and I'm white. We're right. Americans. We're here. He doesn't care what any of us are doing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to stop the terrorism and the things that are you know brought into our country from other places that he can't control so the only way he can control so putting it, up the, the border in mexican is stopping terrorism because i never no, heard that, of a group no I that were mexican no that, that are i never right. said that i never said that um, but that is just because there's such an influx of mexican people that come in every day and the drugs i mean I, you have to know how many drugs are transported and what it's doing to our cities i mean how are you going to even stop that you can't stop it by going to like an inner city you have to stop of where the main root of it is coming in so and no i don't one, think it's mexican folks it's 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 a not lot yeah of it's, it deep, is. it's deeper that. than it, it, that it, it, it is and my and my thing i respect everyone's op- oh, yeah. opinion and, and we everything like the, that the opinions on the culture right. cocktail That's that are right. expressed in here are our own and we're respect- and they are not reflective yeah, of the radio station right. they are personal and we all can and that's why we have this is the view of radio so right. you know we just want to like i said this is healthy conversation but these are these are the conversations that we need, need to, to absolutely uh, he, have he came in and this is what he started with my thing is america is in debt bad why not start with that you're a businessman first yeah That's how let's we get see the economy. why didn't you start with that right. first okay but you came in bullying you and i get it we do have ter- terrorists here we can't deny or dismiss the acts that happen i'm still hurt from 9-11 because that is something that I witnessed and Mm -hmm. it really affected me anything before that I was younger so I didn't understand Mm -hmm. it so we won't deny that right but look our country is in debt and it's affecting a whole lot of other people too so you are a businessman first why not attack that First. Yeah, but that's not going to happen overnight. I mean, he just came in 30 days ago. Neither are these bands. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's, there's, it's, there's, there's isn't no one. They lifted Eva, it, let's, so. let's bring Eva in. So, <laughs> right. so we're so, so correlating the, I, there's so much I know to, to talk about because we can jump from t- terrorism to, to immigration Everything. to, to, to death <laughs> and the deficit <laughs> within or not. I mean, Obama, you know, got us out of a hole and got us out of a mess thank gracious and we just don't want to oh eva go on i i just wanted to i just wanted to show our audience that our listeners 
how connected politics affects um, our our small state of Connecticut, because we're definitely not a California, we're not as large as New York. But mm-hmm. when people think that they're disconnected from the the, the presidential going on, they have to they have to think again. A good example of how Connecticut is affected, mm-hmm. and we're now in deficit, is. We have cities here in Connecticut that are sanctuary cities, and we all agree, be it Republican, Libertarian, working family, Democrat, we all agree that we do need immigration reform. And mm-hmm. so how are we going to fix it that we have the big question mark where, where we, for whatever reason, can't get it straight? But right. when we're looking at um, different policies that the president wants to implement nationwide, one of the things that we have going on, we get... We get funding, federal funding as a state, like any other state, for our roads, for our schools, and then it's Mm -hmm. allocated uh, through the municipalities, through our legislators here in Connecticut. And if the president's saying that he's going to cut funding, federal funding, for for cities and states that have sanctuary cities, that's something that affects us directly, because here we have New Haven, here we have Bridgeport, we have sanctuary cities that are very, very active in making sure that um, anyone who's right now an undocumented immigrant is allowed to have a, a ID. It's mm-hmm. not um, a federally issued identification, but it is issued by the state of Connecticut and by, by their town to allow them to, you know, to drive, have right. a driver's license. Because they're working. Like that, at least they're working. They're, they're Eva, we're, you're breaking up. We're, let's see if we can. We're going to take. Um, actually, we're going to take a two minute break. No, actually, we're not going to take a two minute break. That's too long. We're going to take a short break and uh, we're going to return with the culture cocktail. Uh, so don't go anywhere, folks. And be right back. Oh.
And welcome back to the Culture Cocktail. Don't forget, this is our new segment. It's called the Talk Sip. So you're going to be joining us every week, Thursdays at 1 p.m. We have a bunch of stuff uh, to talk about, but we are uh, we're talking politics right now. And where is this nation going? And again, let me um, just uh, tell you, we have uh, Allison Perfetto Rivera, Tanisha Bundy, and uh, Eva's. Eva uh, Bermudez uh, Zimmerman uh, joining us. So, yeah, so let's get back in. So we're talking sanctuary cities. Can you let our listeners know, because that, that's important, how we can be, how we are affected or how we can potentially be affected if um, from the top, from Washington. So, go, yeah, going back to what I was saying before, sanctuary cities, that if there is an implementation of reduced funding from the federal level, for different states and municipalities because they are sanctuary cities, we are directly impacted here in Connecticut. We mm. have multiple sanctuary cities, 12 sanctuary cities here in Connecticut, and they they depend. Um, unfortunately, most of these cities are low-income cities with with um, the necessity to, mm-hmm. to have for housing from HUD, uh, for education. Um, when people think of programs that are... are social welfare programs, they forget that a lot of these programs are funded federally and funded statewide. A good example of that is Care for Kids here in the state of Connecticut. Recently, we right. lost $33 million from the federal level, and now we're in this battle of trying to figure out how we're going to allocate funding, get out of deficit, and still maintain a child care program for low-income families who absolutely need it. Yeah. If we take away that kind of funding for cities like Hartford, for cities like New Haven, it will be devastating. Right. So as, as someone who's creating policy and is a president and is our leader and is trying to, to give examples of how we are the, the, um, the best um, view of how we could do it right, you know, mm-hmm. how we could be a leader um, internationally, then why not concentrate, like Tanisha said, on low income, on poverty, on people mm-hmm. getting, getting jobs and right. figuring out ways Making to not exercise. <laughs> people who are working and working really hard, even if they are currently undocumented, they would like an avenue to become documented. Right. So we should just get more creative here. Yeah. I think any thoughts? You're right. Cause it's, I don't think people understand that it, this is going to affect our kids. This is going to affect our communities. We want, we talk about, Oh, people need to get off of the welfare and poverty or po- they're poor because of certain reasons. No, you think it's, we think it's bad now. Um, start cutting funding that you know helps people, and that these aren't handouts. Right. The people know there are people working who want better in life, but start cutting those programs. You're well. Here's the thing: you start cutting those programs, which they've already started. Now mm-hmm. there's like this long. Not only is there a long waiting list for housing, there's a long waiting list for mm-hmm. uh, child care um, funds. When you take money away from that. People are going to apply for the state now because right. now they're not going to be able to work because they don't have child care or they don't have housing. So, but then those are going to be the first people that say, why are they on welfare? Why right. are they not working? Why they can't are, win? You, right. You they can't. can't. It's a win. system that's set. Yeah. Again, going back to President Trump, um, I'm looking at the players he's putting in his circle. Yeah, because we're going to talk about his cabinet Yeah, he, and who he has surrounding him. They they don't have the experience for what he's putting them in position mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they don't understand. And, and it's, 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 it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I think we can see that now. Like it's, it's crazy. And I'm not going to go off track, but when you turn on the TV, he's been in 
since the the seventeenth? Has he been in since it's been a month? Eva Allison, what, um, when is how, how long has day, he been the in? The news does not get better. Twenty January twentieth. Oh, okay. Okay. Every day it just gets worse and worse, and something new pops up. It's thirty days later, and you still have new things popping up with him right. that are not good. Yeah, let's talk about the administration. So, um. Because you, you're only as good as how you, who you surround yourself with, and mm-hmm. that's just in life. So you know when when you have a team, your football, you know you want the best quarterback, you want the best you know defensive lineman, you want people you can trust, you want people that know what you're doing. Right. You can't be a quarterback and throw the football to someone who's going to run, who has no idea, who specializes in n- knitting, right? Okay, not saying that anybody out there that knits what? can't well, like, catch a football, but that's not. I mean, what but the you, position need to be played. Yes. So if you, so if your feelings. Okay, what are your feelings about um, Eva? Like a, a Betsy but, DeVos is a good example. Amarosa, like <laughs> right. Um, Bets. Okay, so Betsy let's let's DeVos do or Ben Carson. Uh, the whole okay, no the the Ben Car- the Ben Carson thing is is a joke to me, and I'm going to tell you why. He's, His book is good, but I won't I won't buy it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm not going to buy it. But let's talk Ben Carson. So the only black guy that is elected into any of his cabinets, okay, the person of color, gets the housing um, position. He's a brain surgeon. He's a doctor. A doctor. What does he know about? I mean, come on. Feelings about that. Okay, so he's black. I get it. We get it. So put the black guy into the inner city he had ben carson probably ro- rides by the inner cities and locks his door okay so let's just so is kinda, that his way of identifying with the african yes i'm gonna we're gonna put a black eye in front of all these black folks who are in the i just don't understand i don't i didn't i don't get that well as soon as i saw that i said okay that's the one token who's uh going in well, all right too. ladies feelings feelings well, yes, on that yes amorosa amorosa yes and, you're right. um we okay so maybe a little disclaimer because i'm gonna say something that i'm not going to apologize for just don't drop the f-bomb i know i will (laughs) never use profanity i'm too professional i know there's sentence enhancers but i won't (laughs) there's sentence enhancers enhancers, but i won't use them for this well, no, we've had we <laughs> no. have we've had political forums here and no, people, no, 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 no. and no and i we we've what, had what to, i'm saying is i'm an african american woman mm-hmm. i'm a black woman however you want to see it mm-hmm. um i didn't like amarosa when she was on tv i don't right. like her in the position she is and i don't want people looking at amarosa like that's the idea of an african american woman it's not it's cuz it's i'm offended from, i'm right. sorry i'm offended that's yeah. not us as no, a whole no it's not at all. Now, I do understand that President Trump has motives. He has his own motives because this is why he's putting certain people in positions. Right. His motives for the African American community is I have two blacks. That's so enough. that means I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. But look at the two blacks you put in that position. Right. Now, if you put them in our communities, it'd be an issue. Right. We, we chew them up because we have questions for them that they wouldn't be willing to answer or couldn't answer. Right. So how is that helping the community as a whole? Right. It's Putting, not. Right. Allison, can you, Ben Carson, I don't know, like your views on Ben Carson. Do you think he's qualified for that position? We know he's a qualified surgeon, but is he qualified for running the urban and economic development and, and housing of the United States of America? I just, 
I can't um, answer that honestly because I don't know his background as mm-hmm. far as what mm-hmm. he, you know, is able to do with that. I'm not one to say, and maybe they have knowledge of things that we don't know that he could do that, you know, I just don't know about. I don't know. But okay. I don't yeah. see him putting two black people in anywhere because just because they are black. I don't see it that way. I well, really that's where don't. I, and I'm thinking there are other people that maybe not that would be good in other positions. Maybe they don't even want to be part of it. You know what I mean? Just and they could be black, and maybe they didn't even get to the point where Trump can say, "I think they would be good," but they don't want to be a part of it. Right? You know? Even do you know so there we were, don't know that? Right? Do you know if there were any other candidates for the whole housing? I mean, we're going debacle. <laughs> Oh, is Eva? St- is- oh boy! Oh, I'm still here. Oh, good. I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're asking. I didn't hear you. Yeah, right. no, I didn't know um, if you you. If the, the, we were talking Ben Carson. I just think he's unqualified. I think he's like I'd let him, you know, perform surgery on me, but I'm not going to tell. He's would never ever be hands. able to. Yeah, gifted hands, That's but it. he would never no, be able I would to tell. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that he's a surgeon. He he's he's someone who spent um the majority of his adult life studying medicine and has no qualifications when, when they were doing the injury process uh, for the nomination. They never once mentioned any one qualification that made him best for the HUD job. Um, he doesn't live in public housing. He didn't grow up in public housing. He didn't grow up poor. Um, not that that's a, a qualification, but just right. how disconnected he is from the position. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, he, he's never held an elected office. He doesn't know what it is to manage uh, housing. He doesn't, you know, it's not like he was a mayor. It's not like he was there. It's just so far from the reality. Um, I don't know who else mm. made the short list for the appointment. But I don't I think there was, a, was Steve Harvey. The wrong choices. <laughs> Steve Harvey was on the other list, but. He said he wasn't giving up Family Feud in uh, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm only kidding. No, I'm not. I'm joking. (laughs) Allison wants to interject. Yes. Well, I just think that like we're referring to they or CNN or you know what? I haven't listened to the news in a solid week because I've been at Trump rallies in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And what I witnessed, the way he is, things he said in front of me. To an audience, they never made the news. And the news just like kind of, you know, some of the news, not all of it. But I just got so fed up with hearing their interpretations of things that are said or done and broadcasting that because they want a headline. They want to be like you turn on CNN. They're the ones running a story that a group of people want to hear. So, you know, whoever they are. And and I'm I'm tired of it because, like I said, Mm -hmm. what I've seen or heard and was in, you know, his company was not the way it's so, being portrayed okay. at so, all. So, and this is good. Tell our listeners when you're at like a Trump rally or when you see him speak in person, what are, what do you get out of him? What is he, what, what's with the set? What's the sentiment? Of, like, what are people feeling or what, what's he portraying? What is he saying? Because I mean, I've turned on the TV and it wasn't CNN. It was just ABC and they're kind of, you know, they're impartial, but I saw a news conference with him and he did. I didn't have to see anything else. It didn't have to be broadcast on CNN, Fox or whatever. I saw with my own eyes, what, you know, to tell a a Jewish reporter to sit down 
He just said, just sit down. He goes, I thought, you know, you just lied. You said you're only going to ask two questions. So what I, I mean, it's just, but, but please let us know. Cause if it's something different, let us yeah. know what, what do you get from him when well, you're at yeah. these rallies? Because if he told, I didn't see that. Like I said, I haven't been watching really in over mm-hmm. a week. I really haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole, it's like anything else you take out of context. You know what I mean? Like something from here we could be talking about. We don't know what led up to that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the, he, I mean, he walked in and, you know, the three, this was prior to him becoming elected. Okay. Cause I so was, you went to campaign, you I like went campaign. To everything on both sides. Not everything. I went to mm-hmm. a lot on both sides and I was leaning more toward him. So I did make a point to get to all his three. Okay. But you did go to kind of you. You went oh, to yeah. other rallies, I went to Hartford. Well, just to where he came into, you know, the the state, the three times okay. Hartford, Bridgeport, and Fairfield. And um, I mean, if you didn't know he was a billionaire, you would just think he was a regular guy. I mean, mm-hmm. that in the way he talks to people and whoever they were, whether they were a man, a woman, a child, a senior, a black or white, it didn't matter. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He just respected every and i know he was running so you know you have to consider that but he just seemed like that was his way and he doesn't care what people think and you know what and, and i don't uh, mind that on reality tv uh-huh. yeah. but when you are running a country i don't want that you don't that's want just what? i just don't want the hate the, the oh i don't few- think he hates anybody that's the, i think i mean everybody has their own opinion. he strongly dislikes certain people but no, i, I, I have who? A, who does he dislike uh, it's it's in his actions it's in it's in his responses to certain people, certain group of people. But here's what I want to know. And I need for Mm -hmm. anyone to answer this question because I'm still baffled by it and I don't understand it. How does someone like President Trump beat out individuals who's been in this for 30 plus years? How was he able to beat them out and become elected as our president? with no experience that well i have my just answered it well i i think the number one reason that president trump um won and like you said he has no experience in in doing the job or in government or in leadership when it comes to govern governance um, allison's right he appealed to the mass by seeming seeming like the average person he Seems mm-hmm. very connected mm-hmm. to the plight of the everyday worker and the blue collar worker, and that's how he got elected. Believe it or right. not, and you know, that's how opportunities do. It doesn't matter yes. how much you might dislike him or love him. For whatever reason, the his rhetoric is one of connection with a group of people that never felt connected to politics before, and that was enough to get them to go and vote. Whereas. Um, Secretary Clinton wasn't. She wasn't right. appealing. She she wasn't that candidate that that shined bright for the mass mm-hmm. public. And we know that because she's not our president right now. Right. Yeah, there was no connection. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there was a well, connection. Or it might have been a connection, but it might have been a negative one that people yeah. have with um Hillary, but it, it just it just concerned me. Like I said, I and don't get me wrong, I loved him on The Apprentice. I love him as a businessman. <laughs> See, I, I do. Saw that. I never. <laughs> I love him as because he knows his stuff yes. as a businessman. Yeah. And remember, in business, there's no emotions. There's no. It's business. It is what it is. Don't take it personal. However, when you're leading the country and you have to deal with other leaders, mm-hmm. there has to be some type of emotion in there. And he doesn't. He has none. You yeah. can tell he has no. It's cut and dry, dry. 
listen, this is what it is. And if you don't like it. Well, it's not only about tax also. Like when you're leading a country, you need tax. You need diplomacy. It can't be um, winner takes all because that's not how you can the leader of the free world. We're in a global economy. We can't be nationalistic when it comes to our economy because we're not going to succeed. The economy is not just led by the United States. There's a bunch of other countries Mm -hmm. out there that have a monopoly on our reality. And and some of those countries don't have just deep roots in in the United States. They have those deep roots in China. If the Walmarts of the world are disconnected from the free market of China or Eastern Europe, how are, how is that going to affect us? Probably not positively. And when I expect to have a, a president of mm-hmm. our United States lead us, part of being a leader is making sure that you create a cabinet who knows better than you in certain uh, subjects, yes. and who knows what to do, for example, going back to HUD. If Ben Carson has no experience and he's, he was selected just because of the color of his skin, that's not enough to fix the housing problem here in the United States. It's going to work. A good example was when President Obama was elected, he selected Sean Donovan, a white man, to be uh, in charge of HUD. And his expertise was because he was in charge of the New York Housing Authority. Um, you know, that's, He was qualified. Well, that's he was qualified and he was a white man and Obama was a black man. You know, we don't have to go into color right, or, right. or ethnicity. Here. God knows we, we don't want that. Qualifications. Qualifications. And no, and, and I think that's, that's where what you need. that's at what this we need. level at this level. That's what right. you need. We absolutely need qualifications because it's not about just picking people in, right. and putting them in place because it's just a great photo op. It right. really isn't because at the end of the day, we are talking about our lives, our kids, our mothers, our, our fathers, our future. And uh, we can't take this lightly. So I think that's why, you know, the country is a little, you know, up in arms. So we have to, you know, uneasy. An uneasy. It's uneasy. And, um, but, you know, we there's so much more uh, to talk about. We're going to end, because I know, like I said, this is uh, the view, but we're going to end uh, the segment. We have, um, I know we have hyphen names. Mm. Um <laughs> Tanisha, are you hyphen? I'm not hyphen. I'm you're just not a Tanisha hyphen. Bundy. You're Tanisha Bundy. <laughs> Eva, I know you're a hyphen, right? Technically, I'm not a hyphen, but Social Security makes you put a hyphen. Oh, okay. All right. Because, we're, like I said, for the last minute, we're going to talk about that. I became a hyphen because, you know, so so let me know. I don't know. Um, You've been married how long, Allison? Next month, 21 years. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Wow. That's amazing, wow. amazing, amazing. So yeah, so and then I'm I mean three three months. <laughs> four months. <laughs> hi, honey. Uh four months and I am I'm hyphen. And I and the reason why I hyphen is because after, you know, forty something years, I couldn't I would not have been able to identify me. I had to kind of keep it. So what do you what do you think about that? Like the hyphen, keeping that that name. You know what I was told? Well, any woman that keeps her name or hyphen her name is dominant. Um, and that's her way of oh. control that she's not letting it go. Um, we weren't supposed I to say that. <laughs> I'm losing this. First of all, my last name is Bundy. Nothing good is attached to Bundy. Nah. <laughs> I'm waiting to get Ted. married so I can drop it. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to hyphen anything. Uh. <laughs> Tanisha, whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, but but yeah, we're you said you're losing it, right? I'm I have to keep it. I just I would have had separation anxiety, even though I love my new last name, Mercado. <laughs> I just embrace it. I think it's beautiful. Um, but like we that hour goes by so fast, but I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today. That was amazing. Um, next week we're gonna hope to get this segment back. We have so much more to talk about. We 
have uh, the education system. I know that we just kind of touched on that, but then we also have the cabinet, his cabinet. Who is he surrounded by? Um, and we got a hidden, you know, that Obamacare, the the uh, you know Affordable Care Act. So those are three things we want to get to uh, next week on the chalk sit. But I'm excited that we've got this segment going. Eva Bermudez, uh, Zimmerman, thank you for joining me today. Allison Rivera Perfetto and Tanisha Bundy, my girls, <laughs> all here on the talk sip. Well, folks, that's been another. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been a wonderful Thursday. We want you to enjoy the rest of the day. Remember, keep your glass always full. Stay positive, stay focused. Until next time.